All right, this is Rage Against the Pod. This is the weekly uh, Rage Against the Machine podcast where we get into a different song every episode and we get down and dirty with it. We get into the nitty gritty of it. We tell you about things about the, we tell you things about the song that you may have never known because we're that we're that good at doing our research. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Rage Against the Pod. Thank you for listening. Uh, that's pretty much it for the introduction. What song are we doing today? Sleep Now in the Fire. All right, everyone, We're, we are doing Sleep Now in the Fire by Rage Against the Machine. This song comes off of their third record, The Battle of Los Angeles, that came out November 2nd, 1999. It's the fifth song on the record, and, uh, and it was quite a hit. Am I right? I mean, it's okay, but yeah, people, people seem to like it for some reason. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are your first impressions on, on this song, Sleep Now in the Fire? What do you got? Um, I I used to I used to love this song. This was like one of my favorite rage songs when when in my younger days. Um, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I do like it a lot. It's a good song. <laughs> I I think it's a very poppy song, as far as rage songs are concerned. This is um, this is probably in their top five poppiest, most accessible songs, I guess. Yeah, but there's just it's just too damn good. It's 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 too good. It's too good. It's a good song. Everything about it is good. Everything about it is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, my first impression with this too. This might have been the first rage song I ever heard. And uh, yeah, I think it was. This had to have been the first rage song I ever heard on the radio on K Rock, and then I got the record, and you know, it was you know that was it. You know, I love the band. I love the band. You know, you know, you know, know, you know. I know now. I know. But yeah, I'm with you. The the music is super fucking catchy. Everything about it is is catchy. The the vocals, everything, but also everybody like kind of kills it at their their instrument. Everyone does a really really good job. I wouldn't say it's necessarily one of their poppiest songs. Or it's maybe a, this is a poppy know. song. Just that that I, intro drum beat too, the Oh, you love that kind of beat too. That's like your favorite beat. That's yeah, that's your favorite drum beat. And then put a chicka chicka in there. You're that's it, man. You're done. I found I found I found the way to your heart. Formula that beat. Formulaic. <laughs> I agree though. I think I think everybody in this band brings it, but in like this subtle way. No one's like flashy, no one's over the top. Everyone's just letting it chill and kind of like in the background. But even like uh even B dubs that intro, and then it goes into the mm-hmm. drum roll, but the drum roll's kind of broken up halfway yeah. through. Like it's it's everything about the song is really really good. Yeah, it is, man. Solid stuff. Uh, let's um, well, I guess we can talk more about the music. Wow. Let's get into. Want to just jump into the drum solo? I mean, not the drum solo. The fuck, fuck. the guitar solo. The guitar solo. I mean, we, I guess we could skip arguably like. 
their most iconic riff and then get into the guitar, the drum <laughs> okay. solo. Sure. Well, okay, no, the, we'll do the riff. Fine, let's start with the guitars. No, you want to do the drum with solo? The, guitar. the drum solo. No. Oh shit. I feel that like riff. like that's that's got to <laughs> so be good. arguably like their their most well known recognized riff that they've ever done. Yeah, I would say so. The only one that might come close would be Bulls on Parade. But other than that, yeah, no, it's it's pretty iconic for for them. And he plays that that riff. The only time he doesn't play that riff is during the verses where he doesn't play anything. <laughs> it's just noise. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just noise. Yeah, there's nothing there, but. It works because B Dubs and and Timmy C they uh, they just keep that groove going through the verses and Zach is just laying it down like fucking hardcore and it sounds it it just the song flows so well like so many of the songs on this record flow so goddamn well yeah it, it, this record is just it, I think to me it's wildly underappreciated out of all of them this is the most underappreciated record of theirs. I, I I kind of agree because I mean this like the big songs like everybody knows, but then like the deeper cuts that we've talked about in the past, like Maria, Ashes in the Fall, like huge songs that are very very good, if not better than the big ones. Mm-hmm. But then they also bring that that uh, that deep lyricism that Zach has. I f- yeah, I feel like his lyrics got better throughout the years, throughout the albums, because the first record was just pretty plain old people lyrically but by the time they hit this record they were he was on he was on top of his game like he he could do no wrong yeah i i, I think like the band matured with his lyrics like you said the yeah. very the, the first one's plain old people but so was the music right like the music was plain old people and it didn't try to be flashy like stuff on evil empire it wasn't as hip-hoppy as that was it wasn't yeah. as complex as some of the songs on battle of la so, like, the very first record was just, I don't want to say raw, because I feel like all of the records are raw, except for Renegades, but yeah, it was just, it was very, very basic, very elementary, but still great, but still nuanced enough to not be classified as, like, elementary. It was, it was, it was good. It was great. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not discrediting that first record, because it, there's a reason why it's there, and there's a reason why it's so good. It's just comparing it to everything else it's the worst <laughs> the worst record out of the 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 three the first three records that's you're just that's crazy because it's still hard to consider renegades a record you know it's a covers album it's not you fucking you put like compilations and eps and your record <laughs> get the fuck out of here oh my god but it's true it's true Ugh. oh shit i i didn't know this until uh until i was doing some research on the song but that guitar riff that he plays is actually a reworked version of a song by the Stooges called TVI. Did you read that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So here's the here's the song TVI. You could definitely hear how he reworked the the riff, but here. I can definitely hear it. Oh, dude, the tone is like the same. The way the 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 drums roll into it is the same in this song. The way the bass starts up is the same. It's not just like the riff that is reworked. They took that song and <laughs> reworked the song into their own. And even like the yelling in the beginning, like Zachy yells on this song too, just like that. 
yeah, it's weird, man. It's so weird. And then another another one that I didn't really really notice until I read about it was that the riff is almost i or not almost identical, but it's very close to the riff of um, the Nirvana song "Breed" from Nevermind. But it's played in a little bit higher of an octave. I think that's the right term, right? It's played a little bit higher, but it's essentially the same riff. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the Nirvana the the Nirvana song real quick. Here's "Breed." Do you hear it there too? Because yeah. I feel like I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I never made that connection to this song until I read that. But yeah, it's totally the same thing, just higher. Yeah. The rage version's higher. It's crazy. Uh-huh. But can't knock them too much because it's still it's a killer riff. It is. I mean, it's it's that good to where everybody wants to use it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Arguably, three enormous fucking bands used pretty much the same riff. So good for them. Good for them. Good on them for stealing a riff. Yes, exactly. Because we all stole from blues music anyway, so that's what music is all about. It's stealing from others. Stealing from others. Led Zeppelin made a career in stealing music from others. Rolling Stones made a career from stealing from others. Mm -mm. And you know who the biggest culprit of stealing from others is? Who? Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't really steal anything. He, He never wrote anything, so... You can't but he steal stole it if you don't write anything, right? Well, I guess, I guess. But he was that bad to where he couldn't even write it. So he just he had other people steal songs for him and okay. use his name. Yeah, he was just a. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't, I don't know, but Elvis is awful. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, what else we got here musically? What, do you have anything else musically? Should we get into the guitar solo? Um. I, I like the I like the symbol sounds in the verses. Just that that it, it's oh the ride symbol. Yeah, it's it's very. It's not like back in the mix. It's very upfront. It's very loud. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. I like I, I I it sounds clean. It sounds nice. I like that. I like that. It does, and it's very jazzy too. Yeah, with that bass line. Oh, so killer. See, like the bass so line killer. is so it's so silent though. It's so it's. Uh, it's so like in the background, keeping everything together. It's not flashy. It's not, it's not trying to show off, even though it's really, really good. You know what I mean? Like there are other songs yeah. that that they they do where the baseline is more prevalent, and you can hear it louder. It's just like no one to tone it down, but still, still keep the pace. I like it. That's that's the greatness of Timmy C. He knows when when to play for the song, or what to play for the song. Is that the right way of? But he could have just as easily just like played like just something so basic, right? Just like threw one note out there and just played that thing the whole time. But he still, he still, yeah. he still noodles. He he still Travis Barker's it up. <laughs> but he's like way classier than Travis Barker. Yeah, in every sense. Yeah. Oh man, I listened to the uh, Blink self-titled record today. I haven't listened to it in a long time, months. And man, Travis is drumming. Everything on that record is. Fucking perfect! It's so good. I always forget how great that record is, but it's, it's a damn fine record. That's like the only time where they played to Travis finally, and Travis yeah. was able to do his thing, and it it didn't sound 
Like he was light years ahead of Mark and Tom. And the only time actually. But yeah, no, it's it is weird how he just was just let loose on that. But you know, he was only I feel like he was only let loose on that record because Tom gave him so much so much space to do stuff on Boxcar Racer. I feel like that opened the door to to what he could do musically within that band. There's a lot of stuff on on Toy Page though that he like clearly played way too too well for these stupid little songs. And so <laughs> self-titled was I mean there's a lot of like weird pacing things in there too that allowed Travis to be weird and it wasn't so obvious as it were on yeah. the self-entitled. But it's good. It's good stuff. And and on the topic of that record too, I I I didn't really dawn on me until today how many so- how little Mark does on that record. He has two wait, three songs. Maybe a little's enough. <laughs> he has three three songs from him, and then the rest of the songs are either just Tom or they're Tom and Mark. But Tom is does most of the vocals in it. It's weird. That well, I mean, that's like, like that's like down, right? Like down is is essentially a Tom song. Yeah. And but without that Mark part, without Mark bringing it down, without Mark having that <laughs> low end of it, I don't know. I it's you need it. I wonder what it would sound like if Tom sang the down part. There, there. It would just it would be like a one sided song. There would there would be no up or down. There would be no I don't know. There would be no change. <laughs> I just think it's weird. There's there's like 14 songs on that record, and Mark has three of them. Oh, it's because Mark was scared to lose Tom, and so he let Tom do whatever he wanted. He let somebody walk all over him because he was scared. He was emotionally yeah. underdeveloped. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It still is. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Though. Oh, God. That nine record is not very good. Get the fuck out of here. You just get the fuck out of here. It's better <laughs> than fucking Cheshi. Oh, my God. You're so <laughs> stupid. Uh, okay, anyway. Do you want to talk about the drum solo now? Uh, the guitar solo? Yeah. Yeah. I do want to talk about the guitar, guitar solo. What do you got? Oh, I, oh, I thought I thought you <laughs> want to talk about it. Uh, I think I think it's... It's, I, <sighs> it's not like one of the best things he's ever done. Yeah. But uh, it's good. It's good. It's cool. It's, I don't think it's great. I think it's good. I think the way he just kind of, I mean, he he's done it before, and and he's good at it. He's he's good at just taking noise, and then just filtering it in a way to where there's different noises there. <laughs> there's just not. A, he's not doing a whole lot except just. Yeah. You're right. Over there? I mean, this is all. The solo is all feedback. There's no. He's literally going up next to his amp with his guitar filtering noise and just making sure there's enough noise there and then toggling his guitar on and off with the whammy bar. It's weird. It's like, it's genius at how simple it is, but it works so fucking well in the song. It's weird. Even when you see him play it live, he does that. Like it's, and then I've, I watched some live videos where he walks up to his amp and there's like no feedback coming out. So the song's playing, but there's no guitar solo because he's waiting for it to hit. And then when it finally does, then he he plays along with it. But I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool too. Because I mean, it's, it's almost like now he has to he has to rely, or he has to time it just perfectly while still playing the hook, while still getting into it. And then you know Zach screams, which is kind of like tipping him off, I guess, or whatever it is. So 
but he's also at the mercy of the actual feedback itself. If it doesn't, if the feedback doesn't kick in for whatever reason, then he's kind of just out there, fish out of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. A lot of stuff, so, lot of stuff going cool. on. Yeah, definitely not his coolest solo, but I'd say one of his most innovative solos, for sure. Yeah, I'd say it was. I'd say it was a top five, actually, top five solo of his. If I'm like ranking his solos just based off of, of like objectivity, I guess, then yeah, I would say that it's not like in my top five favorites, but I would say if there was a ranking, I would be okay with putting that in the top five best Tom Morello solos. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot, but yeah, top five. Top five. Top five. Good job. Uh, what else do I got here? I, oh, the song also. Did you also read that? You know, at the very end of the, of the song, like the last three or four seconds. Yeah, that spoken the spoken word from um, I don't know. I wrote it down. Well, it was actually a song from um, somebody, a Korean artist named Um Jung Hwa. Yeah, <laughs> it was their song "Poison." And what happened was, while they were recording that, while they were recording the song, like there was somebody playing a radio like next door or like in the other room, and it was like a Korean radio station. And the amp picked up that radio station and they just decided to keep it in there. Instead of re-recording the guitar track, they just kept it in. Gotta I keep thought that it was in. the coolest fucking thing. That was so cool. I had no idea. But that is so rad. <laughs> but remember how like when we when you and I used to go to the studio and we used to leave like our cell phones on top of our uh, our amps and get, do that beeping sound? Yeah. And then every once in a while, like if we if we were quiet if we were actually quiet uh, we could hear like people next door, but like our amps would be picking up like the vocal or some yeah. shit like that. Well, Super yeah, fucking yeah, weird. all the time. Super weird. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know electronics at all. I don't know how that happens, but it's it's a really cool thing when it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this is so rad that they just kept it in. It's so stupid, but it sounds great. It sounds really great. It I've always does. wondered what it was, but I never looked it up. I think it's one of those things too, where like you, you wonder what it is. You don't look it up because I don't want to say I don't care, but I, I I like just not knowing. Yeah, but it's also one of those things where like you're not curious enough. Like it's interesting, but you're not curious enough to to look into it. <laughs> to like do a five second Google search. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how quickly your mind will just forget about it until you hear it next time. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Is but by the time I think about doing it i'm already doing something else yeah it's terrible okay um what else we got here did oh so the do you want to talk about the um the mtv uh, music awards yeah i mean or do you want to get into the video or do you, uh, i mean i guess this would all relate to the video and if we get into the video then we can talk about that or do you want to do the lyrics first and then do the video I've, you're all over the place Whatever you want to do I am How about we do the lyrics We'll, okay, we'll focus we'll on the, the song first We'll do the lyrics And then we'll get into the music video Because there's a lot to, to unpack there So let's jump into the lyrics Into the lyrics from Zach What do you got for the first verse Oh my god dude Woo. The first verse The first verse. Verse, verse verse Well my favorite My favorite uh, My favorite line is In the whole song Is from the first verse In which he said I'm deep inside your children They'll mm-hmm. betray you in my name. I think that's so good. It's so, it's so like snotty and 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 I don't know, like like uh, pompous to think that other people think politicians and the government literally think that our own kids 
will fuck their own family in support of, of whatever the government is trying to push. And I think that's, well, very, that's, that's very cocky. And it's, I think it's so good, but just that, that, that line, I'm deep inside your children. Cause not only is it metaphorically speaking that their values are being infiltrated by government and things like that, but just yeah. like the pedophile aspect to it too, just is so, it's so gross, but it so effective. It is, especially considering you hear all the, the horror stories of, you know, pedophile rings and in Hollywood and the music industry, especially in the music industry, as well as religion. It's it really has so many meanings. That one line just has so many meanings. Like especially too, like thinking this whole like Jeffrey Epstein thing dating yeah. back to this time. Mm-hmm. But nobody even talks about it anymore. Nobody even cares about it anymore, right? So that's no. that's a thing of the past. But damn, it's just that I'm I'm deep inside your children. Like he does not give a shit. Like Zach mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck. He will say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it, I from what I read, and it makes sense. It's a, it's also kind of like a reference to 1984, because in in the book they um, the the kids are encouraged to to rat their parents or their family members out if they're trying if they're thinking of or trying to rebel against big brother or the government so it's it also has that meaning too it's taking from 1984 much like a lot of their lyrics do take from that book so i thought that was interesting it has so many different meanings and it all it just it's crazy he's a great lyricist man he's he great especially on this record it's just we we've had this is probably the th- this is probably the third best song lyrically from this record that we've gotten to so far yeah with with maria being the best i mean to me that's still my favorite song lyrically is maria and then born of a broken man and then this but i don't don't remember what ashes in the fall was about i don't ashes in the fall just had that that line about the priest that as he fucks you he whispers holy holy things do you do you think that line's more effective or this one? I'm deep inside your children. No, like for sure the priest. I mean, because I mean, not only is is he using that graphic imagery, but just saying the word "fuck" is very effective. Yeah, and you know what's weird too? I don't. Zach doesn't. He doesn't use a lot of profanity later on. You most of most of the profanity is done on the first record, and from what I remember, Evil Empire doesn't have a lot. And this record really doesn't have a lot either, right? No, he he doesn't, and that's why Ashes in the Fall that that line was so effective was because he he doesn't say like fuck a lot, and so when he did say it in that context in that line, it was very it was very it's very very vulgar. It's very vulgar, very cutting. It it like snaps you like if you're kind of like just you know not really thinking about the song, it like snaps you back into it. It makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. Good, good stuff. But so Damn, does this dude, sound like that. So I'm, I'm deep inside your children. Like that's it makes me so uncomfortable. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's very, very good. And the the entire the first verse is much longer than the the second and third. It's like twice as long. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's just kind of talking about how you know the corporate elite and the government are your rulers, no matter what you say that they are. And they're going to, they're going to take what they want from you at the expense of the well-being of, of, of everybody. They, they just, they, all they care about is money and they're greedy and that's what it is. And like a big thing that they're also talking about is war, how war is a racket. 
and it's all done for the special interests, which is pretty fucking true. And um, and then it also, what's the one line about the protesting? Oh, so raise your fist and oh, march yeah, around. March around. Just don't take what you need. So they're okay with you protesting, but as long as as long as you don't do anything about it, as long as you don't try to enact change, they're okay with it. So you could bitch about it as much as you want, but the moment you try to try to do something about it, then you're wrong. Then we're gonna do something about it, and we're gonna jail you. We're gonna drag you through the mud. We're gonna just destroy you. And this this song still speaks to the to now. Yeah, know, it's eleven years or twenty one years later. Fuck, twenty one years later. That's crazy. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> damn. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Man. Like, like even right now with with just what's going on in the world with with protests and riots and mm-hmm. it's it's like don't lose sight of 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 like the enemy, the overall enemy, and the enemy should be like change. Change is is who what we want, what people want, what we need, and so that line, raise your fist and march around. Like, don't forget that they're allowing you to do this. And at whatever point they decide that enough is enough, they're going to say stop. Mm-hmm. And then it's what we do at that point is is what really is going to happen with change. And then like two two lines later, where where he's where he's talking about how at some point when when whoever's running the Illuminati is running this earth, <laughs> when they're done, yeah. they're going to jail you. They're going to kill you. They're going to put you in a sane asylum and whatever it is. But then everyone else, they're just going to blind them with with like a better life a greedier life a gluttonous life yeah and so they don't care they they they're allowing you to do whatever you want because they know at the, in the end they're nothing's going to change and they're still going to be on top they're still going to come out ahead yep absolutely absolutely and they crawl with me into tomorrow right so like even mm-hmm. then it's oh it's just, it's so good like not like walk with me into tomorrow as if we're equals crawl yeah. with me like we're crawling back in hopes like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry we did this i'm so sorry i'm terrible i'm we're, we're so sorry we protested we're so sorry we rioted and but then or i'll drag you to your grave <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> like beg to me come back to me crawl to me mm-hmm. or i'm just gonna kill you or or, or, you're, or you're gone or i'm gonna ruin you financially to the point where you, you might as well just die anyway yep and then and then that leads to the last two lines which we we already talked about that I'm deep inside your children they'll betray you in my name like that is just like a real like like even if you it's like them saying even if you you do decide to to continue to follow us into tomorrow we're like still watch your back because you know we're the propaganda machine's going to brainwash your children and they're going to worship and love us anyway it's just so cool that, that he's that he's like taking on that persona of whatever thing that we hate whatever whatever entity conglomerate or whatever it is that we hate he's mm-hmm. he's taking on that and kind of going on the macro level of talking about the world and how this person feels that everything is owed to him because Jesus told him and just like and then and then bringing it all the way down to like no matter what you all do like I'm I'm targeting your kids so even your kids are going to hate you. So you are mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, God damn. His lyrics are fucking fantastic on this song. Which lead into the chorus. Yeah. The, the sleep now in the fire. Hey, hey, hey. Sleep now in the fire. Hey, hey. This one is, this. the sleep now in the fire is just, it's kind of a self-explanatory. It's just, 
just do as you're told and everything is going to be destroyed and fucked up around you. But don't step out of line. Be a good person. Listen to us. Listen to what we, we have to say and do. And don't question anything. It's, it's crazy. Crazy shit. Crazy good. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the second verse. Uh this one is only five lines compared to like what the twelve or thirteen lines from the first one? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's fairly short. Uh, let me just read through it real quick. The lie is my expense, the scope of my desire. The party blessed me with its future, and I protect it with fire. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> uh, this this is this is kind of like playing on that thought that politicians specifically are so sometimes so bad at lying that they don't even hide it because they don't even care anymore mm-hmm. because like no like even like right now are, are more than likely either trump or biden is going to be president next yeah. and, and so like the fact that they don't even care because 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 whoever is is telling them what to do, if there is a person doing that, if the Illuminati thing is going on, somebody above them is telling them what to do, and they're both terrible, terrible. They're pretty awful. It's pretty remarkable how. But awful they don't even hide are. it. No, like, nobody's even hiding it anymore. It's like it's such a joke. It's such a shit show that no one even pretends anymore. No one even pretends that it that, yeah. that this is like a. A legitimate form of of government. It's it's so pathetic, and that's yeah. I, I feel like that's this, this is kind of what this is playing on, and it's like, like who cares anymore? I'm gonna I'm gonna protect it with fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna issue martial law. I'm gonna I'm gonna quell these riots. I'm gonna silence the people. Yeah, because I don't at even least, care anymore. At least Barack Obama pretended that he was good, but he was just he's. He's just as bad as a lot of these other people that are in power. It's and bomb the it's shit smart. out of the entire world. Yeah. For eight years. And the mass deportations and oh god. It's so f- I mean he's he was pretty fucking awful. He was pretty fucking awful. I mean he did enact some good changes like socially speaking but other than that. They're all bad. They're all awful. I mean kidding. Yeah, I agree. They're all pretty fucking pretty fucking bad. Bush was awful. Clinton was awful. Bush before him was awful. Reagan was awful. Uh, Carter was neutral, so he didn't really have, he has like no opinion on anything. He's like me. You hit the nail on the head on the, head on the second verse. He's um, like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true though. Uh, Isn't it crazy to think like in our adult life, we've only really had like three presidents. That we're like aware of, you know? Because well, I don't really remember Bush Sr., well, I mean, so like in our adult, because 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 Bush, oh, adult lives. Bush yeah. had two terms, right? Yeah. Obama had two terms. Trump's Trump gonna have two terms. Is looking like he's gonna have two terms. Like yeah. it's crazy. But even Clinton, right? Clinton, two terms. Yeah. And so it's just it's just weird that like in our adult life, like there's only been really three presidents, and in almost in our life, there's only kind of been four, technically yeah, five, but like, that's weird. Yeah, but th- I mean, the Bush thing, we don't really remember that. No, we're like two. Yeah. yeah, I vaguely remember Bush. Vaguely, vaguely remember him. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird when you think about it. And you know what I was like thinking back, especially like when when Obama came into the presidency, I didn't feel like it was going to be that weird. Like I don't know. I I didn't. 
I felt weird like having a new president. I don't know. It didn't really hit me that much because I wasn't in that that far into politics at the time. But the last election when Obama went out, it was just like I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know. I was a little bit worried because either you know Hillary Clinton would win or or Donald Trump would win, and both of them are just fucking horrible people. Yeah, I know, and they're just so awful. And it's just like I, you don't even know what to think. Like at least Obama pretended like he was good, so you kind of believed it. And John McCain was just shitty, but I don't know who. Wait, who ran against Obama in 2012? Was that? It was Mitt Romney, right? Yeah, Mitt Romney. And then John McCain ran in 2008. It's all fucked. Politics are dumb. They're so dumb. Politicians <laughs> are dumb. <sighs> anyway, whatever. Let's move on to the pre-chorus. What do you got for the pre-chorus? Uh, okay. Or do you have anything else to say about the second verse? I don't know. No, that's no, that's that's it. Okay, you sounded like you you had some like you were disappointed that I was moving on. No, I was just I was just looking at my notes and then kind of lost track of where we were. But I'm back. Oh. I'm back. I'm here. You're back. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. Good. I'm glad. I, I feel like I feel like the pre-chorus, like this, the first line is is um, maybe even more popular or recognizable than the actual "Sleep Now in the Fire" chorus, the "Need of mm-hmm. the Paint of the Santa Maria." Yeah. Maybe it's, it's the just most, me, I don't know. No, it's the most fun part to sing when, you, when you're listening to it. <laughs> it really is. It's the most fun. Why is that so, I don't like, I, I giggle too when I when I like sing it, when I mouth it or whatever. <laughs> like, why is it, because it, it is a lot of fun. It really is, it's so dumb. And then and then the, the last two lines too, the cost of my desire. And then, then there's that pause and he says, sleep now in the fire. And then the just the guitar riff comes and everything in. Everything cuts out and it's just Tom. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's perfect, it's so perfect setup. Good. Perfect setup. Oh fuck! It's like playing volleyball. You set up, set up like a perfect <laughs> spike. That's what that is. Oh, it's so fucking good. But yeah, this one he's he's just kind of going over the 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 atrocities of of society. One thing mm-hmm. I never, I know, I still, I mean, I have different. Uh, fucking, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The noose and the rapist part. I've, I have. Mm-hmm. That one always kind of like confuses me, and it's it almost. It's almost like nonsensical and doesn't mean no. anything. No, I, I, what I get from that was the noose and the rapist talking about slavery. And then that, that leads into the, the next part, the field overseer. But the noose and the rapist, the rapist part, doesn't that, isn't that referencing Thomas Jefferson who had like a ton of kids from like one of his slaves? He had like six kids with one of his slaves. I, that, feel, I feel like that he continuously raped. Probably like every president. Yeah, but I think he was the category. But I think he was like the most well-known president to have done that. So I like the, I, he has several kids. He had several kids with one of his slaves. Like like the the Nita the Pinta and the Santa Maria. I hate that it rhymes too. Like even just <laughs> like normally, it's annoying. <laughs> but like like that, you know that that kind of um, image of of the new world coming over or the old world coming over to the new world to destroy it, to make it look like their world. Like yeah. that makes sense. The field overseer, like the person in charge of the slaves to make sure they're working. But like the noose and the rapist, is, is he just saying like the two worst things, I guess for slaves were either getting hung or getting raped. Like, like those are your only options. If you, if, I, don't, if I, don't you know. defi- I think that's what it is. Like if you defied your, your, I guess, slave master. I don't know what other word to use. 
then yeah, you would either be killed or you'd be raped. Or it's both. Just that, that that little that little part right there just never it it's fun because I think using like the, the those words together mm-hmm. are effective, but I don't know. I that's my only problem with this song. That's it's, weird. They, see, my my only problem with the song is the the next part where he says the agents of orange, the priests of Hiroshima because it would have made more sense if you put the priests of Hiroshima before that, before the agents of orange, because then it would have told like a story, like a, like a, a like chronological, historical t- yeah, chronological okay. story right there. But I mean, it's still good, but I mean, that's my only issue with the lyrics is that that should have been reversed. Those two parts. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't flow as well. Lyrically at least, but okay. presentation, it, it works well. I don't know. The, the whole noose and the rapist thing. I don't know why. I just, I just, that always, it's always whatever's to me. Fair enough. Just seems like enough. it was thrown in there because it's, it's he, he's saying rapist at this point now. And that's, that's not always an effective word. I get people listening. It does. And the, the priest of Hiroshima, I was reading a little bit about it and he's referencing, you know, the bomb the that we, we blew up over um, Hiroshima, but apparently there's like some story of two priests who ended up surviving the blast and, yeah. and all that shit. I didn't know about that, but I, I didn't read into it, but I, I'm actually going to go back and, and read more into that because I thought that was pretty interesting and how he references that specifically. But, and then the agents of orange, I mean that, that entire thing is just so fucked. It's so bad. Like I, I mean, just like refreshing myself and getting back and in, in, in reading about it, it's so bad. It's yeah. so, it's so gross. Yeah, I, I have family who died, who died from from Agent Orange. They got cancer like within ten years of <clears throat> of um of being in Vietnam, and then he uh he he died, and then it was diagnosed that it was caused by the Agent Orange agent. Yeah, the Agent Orange. So yeah, it's fucked. Like that's so fucked up. Just reading, I just—it's so unbelievable that that was allowed, and that—that—that that, that is chemical warfare. That is—that is just everything. That is just so fucking wrong. Well, it was—it was allowed and because nobody, it was under the guise of uh, we're trying to decrease the foliage, so we can yeah. see the enemy. Because we're, we're losing. <laughs> but like realistically, it's—it's it's, it, no, we—we we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. This is why we did it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, oh my God, it's so disgusting. And I mean, yeah, it's been talked about, but I feel like there, it's, there needs to be more outrage about that. It's, it's just unbelievable that that was gotten away with. I just, I don't understand. I mean, like I, the war itself, whatever, but like, this is the equivalent of, of, of your fist fighting a guy and then you pull out like a I don't know like a like a knife and then like start dismembering him over whatever it was you were fighting about. It's like whoa, dude! Like you just elevated that really quickly to a level that it should not have been there. Yeah. Well, the entire Vietnam War was a giant sham. That that, that should have never happened. Never ever happened. True. Ah, it's so fucked up. Yeah. It makes uh, me happy I wasn't alive during that time because I don't even know. It's scary. It's fucking terrifying. And it kind of makes me wonder like what I would have done if I had been drafted. You know, what 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 would even go through my I don't even I can't even fathom that. Like what would go through my mind if I got drafted? You'd be shooting like over the heads of people because you're 20, not a killer. 
true. I, I just, I don't know. It's fucking nuts. I can't even imagine. Cannot imagine that shit. But um, yeah, let's. <laughs> do you want to move on? Do you want to talk about the pre-chorus some more? No, that's fine. I pretty much covered yeah. that one there. All right, so we get into another chorus, like we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, and then we get into the third verse, the final verse. And um, it's another short one, another five lines. So I'll just read it real quick. For it's the end of history. It's caged and frozen still. There is no other pill to take. So swallow the one that makes you ill. Ah, and then I'm just thinking about him singing the pre-chorus again. It's so good. <laughs> I like how he's a Santa Maria too. Like there's a little bit of a roll, but it's not excessive. It's not like it's Maria. Very yeah, it's very, very subtle. But it's, 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 it's enough, or it's just enough there to give it a little bit of edge, but it's not annoying. In one of the um, the one of the covers I have, she she really does the role. Oh God, she goes for it. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that. But anyway, yeah. So the third verse, what do you got? What do you got on that? What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I feel like it's fairly self-explanatory, calling for the actual end of history. This this is the worst of it all. Nineteen ninety nine, especially like pre Y two K and that scare. Kind yeah. of all, it kind of all kind of correlates into society thinking the world's going to end, which is also kind of like, how fucking bizarre. Like, we legit, there were people who actually thought the world was going to end, in part also because the computers were not going to know what to do. Yeah. Like, why, like what the fuck? Like, how, how, can, how, I guess, connected to technology and also disconnected from reality are you that you think that just because a computer crashes that the world's going to end? Like, how dumb. And this, and this was in 1999. This was like, I mean, I can maybe understand if that was, if there was that sort of hysteria nowadays because everybody is so attached to their phones, to computers, to technology in general. But in 1999, that wasn't really the case. Not ever, like most people were using dial up. They weren't, nobody was really using Nokia phones that had snake on them and stuff. And, and nobody was really using computers, especially the way that they're used today to do anything, to work, to, to do anything you know it's just it was a much much different time and for people to get that panicked about it was looking back it just seems absolutely insane dumb yeah and then um apparently this is kind of the this this third verse too from what i was reading it's kind of an allusion to uh a book from francis fukuyama called the end of history and the last man so this kind of talks about there being a modern liberal democracy and it's the pinnacle of, of societal evolution and pretty much saying that, you know, we've reached the end of history and that there's no moving forward. Like we, this is, this is the end. Like there's nothing better. So let's just stay here. Let's stay stagnant because we're telling you this is the end or this is the best you can get. So that's what we're going to do. So I also feel like this is a good way to, to round out the song and end the song by this is essentially the government or the corporate elites telling you, you know, what we say is, is, you know, law or what we say is the final truth. And if, you know, whatever it is, what am I trying to say? Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know. Oh my God. This, this anyway, is the end. This is the end of history. This is the end of history. And if you disagree, then you're, you're dead. You're fucked which they already kind of t- touched upon in the prior, the previous verses, but 
I don't know. I just feel like this is a good, this is a good way to round out the the entire song lyrically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, you got anything else for the third verse? No, that was that was it. Okay. All right, and then we get back into the a pre chorus the pre chorus again, which is always fun. And then we have our outro, where he just he, Zach is Zach is a man who likes to repeat himself <laughs> at the end of songs and um, emphasize his point. You mean he does. And you know here, it, I think it, it it works well. It's not bad like killing in the name. So he just says "sleep now in the fire" over and over again. But it it sounds good. It's not annoying like uh, other songs of theirs. So good for good for you, Zach. Good you on good. Zach. Zach D. Ah, uh, so that's about it for the lyrics. Unless you got anything else to say? No, we uh, we covered all the good points there. We got the okay. need the Pinta Santa Maria in there. So that's all I've heard about. And then I kind of forgot what I was talking about during the, that last verse, but that was okay. Yeah, that's Probably fine. The point I was getting at. But we've all been there at some point. All been there. Talked about the drum solo. That was good. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into uh, to the rest of the stuff. Uh, there were no demos or alternate versions that I could find of this song. Uh, there was a music video because it was a single. I think this is the first single, right, off of this record. Am I wrong? Or am I right? That sounds right. I think it was the first, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Michael Moore directed the music video, a guy that I'm not very fond of. I think he's very kind of embarrassing to, to listen to and watch. Like he's just, he, he's just, he's awkward. He's, he's he, uncomfortable to watch. He has a, uh, I don't know how to say this. He, he has like a good message and he, he means well, but yeah. just the way he goes about it is very, very obnoxious. It's and he's just a very irritating man to the point where the message is now lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has he has no class, he has no tact. He just But again, like he 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 I don't know. I don't know. He's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> but I will say this video was well done. I like the video. I like that that the concept was that they 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 play in front of the New York Stock Exchange in the, on like a Tuesday and they um, they couldn't get permits. I didn't know this, but apparently you cannot get a filming permit on wall on the street, on the sidewalk or the street unless it's a weekend. You cannot get a permit during the week. It's it's illegal. They got they got a permit for something. But they got a permit for the steps at like the monument yeah. across the street. But nothing so, else. No, so no, no noise, no, no crowd, no nothing. It was it was just to film exactly. something on the steps. Exactly. And then, of course, you know, that didn't happen. They set up their equipment like <laughs> right at the front of Wall Street, right in front of the building and um, or the New York Stock Exchange, Stock Exchange I should say. And, uh, and then they performed and then they got shut down very quickly. Hundreds of people showed up and uh, there was almost a riot. And then the band decided, let's bum rush the Stock Exchange. <laughs> so them and many, many hundreds, like 100 people tried to storm the the building and the riot the riot doors they they got apparently they got through the first entrance just fine but then the riot doors came down and they couldn't get through that and then uh, the stock exchange ended up closing early that day which should I mean I, I okay so like why does a stock exchange have fucking riot doors anyway for that reason like when they're building like it should that that should be concerning also is is the fact that these people they have fucking riot doors because they're so pathetic. Right, that they yeah. they're they're like like oh that's it's so 
it's so poetic. It's so poetic that these people that think that they're the greatest ever because they they run the world from this from this little building in New York and and <laughs> and, and and they're they think they're so important, but they also have riot doors because they don't want to be hurt. <laughs> I know. Like it's so, Can you imagine it's what so it's like dumb. now? Can you imagine what it's like now? Because this video was made pre nine eleven, so oh, I can't yeah, imagine sure. what it's like now. Like twenty one years on, I cannot ma- imagine what it's like now. Especially now that people are more, like in the last like you know ten years or so, when people have been more against like the one percent and all that. Dude, you probably can't even get near that building now, without authorization. So dumb. So yeah, it dumb. must be pretty crazy. And then, uh, none of them got arrested. Michael Moore didn't get arrested. They all got. They were all detained, but they were never arrested for anything. I don't think. No, he was detained the longest. Michael Moore was, and it's like an hour in the video. You see him getting taken off, and clearly, there's again, Michael Moore. God forbid he doesn't use this also as a platform for himself. <laughs> I know. So that's like clear. <laughs> that's why he put that in there. <laughs> Making it seem like he got arrested when he did not get arrested. Yeah, he was just detained and yelled at for like an hour, and they let him go. Yeah, but it was. See, it was that, that's it, a that's another thing. Like you know, even even this band can use like a form of their own propaganda to perpetuate a certain message. You know, because he was never arrested. He was never charged. The band was never charged with anything. At most, they were detained. That was it, and harassed a little bit. But that's it. But then they're acting like they were arrested, and they. They did all this like stuff to really cause a sort of change, but yeah. there was no change. There was nothing. Yeah, it was it was nothing. It, it, but like they they closed the doors in the middle of an actual day, like a work day, which was mm-hmm. significant. And like that's that's the takeaway from all this, right? Like, oh, we we got the the stock exchange to shut down in the middle of a day. Well, <laughs> it's not like the world shut down. Like nothing happened. It's just people didn't go to work that day. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like you didn't do anything, except like, like you, you, you caused said, like, like you a said. very small hiccup. Yeah, that's it. It's like it's the same idea where people like what was it like a month or two months ago when they said when people online were trying to rally and say, "Oh, don't buy anything off of Amazon today, yeah. just today. Don't buy anything off Amazon today." It's just like I don't think you understand how business works and this kind of shit works. Because what's to stop me from buying not buying anything today, but then buying everything I didn't buy today tomorrow? makes no difference it makes no difference at fucking all so it's just it's stupid but the video was cool you're right the video was fun at at one point timmy c is 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 playing and there's a there's a like an officer a cop right in front of his face as he's like noodling on the base and i swear he looks just like patrick swayze in that little shot (laughs) looks exactly like patrick swayze if you're watching i I know exactly what you're talking about and he's just kind of like like bobbing about. around, like kind of kind of like shaking his whole body and like smiling, smirking at the cop and playing his bass. And the dude looks just like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> standing is a double. Oh God! Well, let's um, I w- I got I got three more things I want to talk about regarding this video, or and or regarding Michael Moore, I should say. Let's get into the first one being Alan Keys. Did you watch that that video I sent you? Yeah, that embarrassing video. Embarrassing for who? So, for it just Michael Moore was just—he's embarrassing oh, yeah. to even. He, like, he, he just, tries way too hard as something that's does. fucking meaningless. And I, I don't know too much about his personal life, but unless he—he's an avid listener of like Rage and just using that song and using that whole like mosh pit idea, like he's just as disconnected as the politicians he's hating. 
He is, yeah. So just like a quick little little summary of what the it's like a ten minute video, and he was going at the t- in the year two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. Michael Moore was going around with like a truck full of people and playing like Rage Against the Machine music and then having them mosh and then going to different uh, Republican campaigns uh, or the the nominees, I should say, and trying to get them to mosh with these kids or with these people to Rage Against the Machine songs. So he went to like George W. Bush. He went to uh, John McCain. Uh, Al Gore. Was it Al- no, he didn't go to Al Gore because he, he's Democrat. They don't fuck with Democrats. They only fuck with um, Republicans at this point. He but then he Al goes Gore until he did in the video in the video he did Al mention Gore. yeah yeah exactly but anyway so then he went to this guy named Alan Keyes who I had never I didn't really know anything about until I read about him today but he was like he was an advisor he had something to do with the Reagan campaign but um but he was very like he's a very polarizing character but he was running for for president at the time and he was the only one out of all the nominees who actually like trusted the people and like like he didn't mo- he didn't mosh or anything. He just kind of like st- trust fell into people. That's that's big then, though. With his back turned, fell on a bunch of it is. raucous teenagers. It's true. It it, it is. And then uh, and then toward the end of the video, it kind of shows them at a debate. Like there's like all of them at a debate, and they're all kind of like making fun of him for it. His own and people turned asshole. on him. His own Republican people turned on him. Exactly. And saying that and then now the one he guy should was apologize like, to cops and or cop families and. And all these other people, because rage music is is pro pro gun violence, pro like abortion, pro everything that makes it's, no sense. I think at the the end of the video, the one that the one nominee who at that debate they play his, what he says, and it's just, and he says something along the lines that like the band is is anti family and pro terrorist. Yeah, which in actuality is the polar opposite. <laughs> That he clearly had no idea what he was talking about, and the band do not obviously have never talked about either of those things. And then one of the guys, but, but one of the guys tells Alan Keyes that he should apologize to the families of America for being <laughs> like a part of that, and he's like, "Dude, like, what the, no, the people will decide." But it was just, it was, it was, it was a cool gesture to see him actually trust fall onto a bunch of people. Yeah, like that's that's cool. And, I, I like that kind of assimilation. And what was kind of cool, like in the video, um, his daughter's with him and he kind of like looks at his daughter and, he's like, and she's like, yeah, just do it. it. It's really cool. Just go do it. And he's like, okay, I'll go do it. Like he was, <laughs> he was just hanging out with his daughter and like, she was like a teenager too. She was, she looked like she was probably like 16 or 17 years old. She had like braces and shit. And like, he just asked for her, her advice and he goes and does it. And then I was like, I read more about this Alan Keys guy. I mean, I don't agree with many of the things he, he talks about, but the, the guy, he was some of the stuff he said was set has said in the past is, is interesting at least. And it's thought provoking. And he's, he's, he knows how to speak. Like he's not a, he's actually, he seems like a very intelligent man. And, um, it kind of had, gave me a little more respect for him, even though I don't, I don't agree on some of the issues, but I mean, those things can change over time. Oh yeah. People's he's opinions smart. Change. He fucking went to like Harvard yeah. and Cornell. Like he's just, he's just yeah. another stupid politician. I don't care. It's another butthole. Yeah, they're all buttholes. But at least, at least he did the mosh pit or the trust fall thing. That was cool. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then uh, what was I? I had another thing on the video. What was I gonna say? I forgot though. The video, the music video, or the Michael well, Moore well, I had, documentary I, thing. 
I had two more things on the video and one of them I can't remember, but the other one was the video was nominated at the 2000 MTV video music <laughs> awards for best rock video. If you know anything about Rage Against the Machine, you may have probably seen this video many times, but they lost that year to Limp Biscuit and their song Break Stuff. And apparently Timmy C was very upset about this. So he got up on stage as the band was were accept was or right before the band accepted the award and he he climbed on top of like the big stage presentation and he was rocking it trying to break it and everything and and Fred Durst like didn't know t- it was Timmy C but so he was like oh who's this guy right here like he's the he's the real like punker or some shit like that he should have won this award not knowing it was Timmy C and then like a week later Rage Against the Machine break up so so one thing one thing as we know Fred Durst may not be who we think he is may not be who he acts like he was That's true that's true he's could, doing the could, long con is it possible that he did know who that was but he couldn't break character so he he pretended not to know who that was is that is that possible <laughs> it's very possible <laughs> it's very possible i'm a big fred durst fan so and i think he was as part of his con as part of his con so yeah he might have been in character because I mean, we we do know Fred Durst does have an eclectic taste in music. He's he's not as as dumb as as he wants us to believe he is. Yeah. And and, and if he was if if he had called him out specifically or whatever, that you know, oh, Fred Durst listens to Rage Against the Machine. Maybe that could have hurt Limp Bizkit's image somehow with with the corporate Maybe. world. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well, also Limp Bizkit, they have they do play Rage. Uh, they do play Killing in the Name. Or they have been playing that song live for like the last ten years, so they are they are fans of of Rage, even though know. it's not the greatest song. But you know, it's a Rage song. What are you gonna do? <laughs> it is a Rage song. <laughs> yeah, I have one more thing about the video, but I totally forgot. Oh, I remember now. Donald Trump. Oh yeah. There's that famous. There's <laughs> a, we're not famous, but there's the the clip in the video of a guy holding up a Donald Trump for president sign 2000. And I didn't know this. I mean, I was, I was young at the time. So I was more than likely why I didn't remember, but Trump ran for president in 2000 for the reform party, but he dropped out and he didn't win the, what was it? The, the nomin the nomination. Right. I guess that's what it's called for the reform party. So he dropped out, but yeah, he, he did run for president in the year 2000. So it's kind of, kind of interesting to see that. I think like that's that's another thing that people forget. I mean, for better or worse, whatever it is. But I mean, Donald Trump just didn't become president like out of nowhere. He's had his hand in politics for decades. Yeah, and he has so much fucking money that I mean, like clearly at some point, if you have all that money, you're going to be ingrained with politics anyway. But yeah, like Trump's been in politics much much longer than we think he he was. Is yeah, he talked about he talked about the presidency back in like 1987, I think it was as early as 1987. Like he, he, he talked about it and a lot of people wanted him to run and a lot of people wanted wanted him to run for governor of New York, but he, he didn't want to do that apparently because, I mean, I would think because there's not enough money in it. Yeah. He's no money in it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was reading more about his 2000 campaign and, uh, and who he had lined up for, uh, for his cabinet. Did you see that? Mm Mm-mm. He had, um, oh, fuck. I got to get the exact listing. Hold on one second. Here we go. 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 Okay, so for his his general, 
at least part of his cabinet, his proposed cabinet was uh, for the for Secretary of State. I'm sorry, yeah, for the Secretary of State was Colin Powell, which eventually was you know George Bush's. Um, Jack Welch was his Secretary of Treasury, and he's the CEO of General Electric, so big fucking corporation. Uh, his Secretary of Defense, he was going to have John McCain. <laughs> Uh, his, his secretary of, I don't know what this secretary of HUD or secretary of HUD. What is that? I don't know. Some not, s- uh, fucking something that probably isn't necessary that someone gets paid way too much money to do. Yeah. It, apparently he was a, a famous congressman named Charles Rangel, African-American man. And then his, this is the big one that I thought was super God. interesting. His vice president, he was going to have uh, Oprah Winfrey. What? As his vice president. Yeah. That was his proposed cabinet in the year 2000. Crazy, well, that, right? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest surprise to me. And then, you know, reading more about the campaign and, and people who, 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 like, supported him, really supported him, were, like, Jesse Ventura was a big, a big guy on um, wanting him to, to run for president. And Clinton was another one who wanted him to, to run for president. And, you know, there were a lot of people who now are just, who apparently hate him or act like they hate him but yeah looking back it's just it's pretty crazy how times have changed man it's really 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 interesting that is that is very interesting i also really I mean, dislike even oprah like, too i don't like oprah well no oprah's awful in so many for so many reasons but um but yeah no and then roger stone was also he was also wanted he was part of um roger stone was actually a part of trump's entourage campaign entourage back in the year 2000 if you Roger Stone's been well known for, you know, being a huge conspiracy theorist. So it's very, very interesting. Like he, he was, he sided with a lot of people who are considered conspiracy theorists like Jesse Ventura and Roger Stone, which I think is very interesting. I wonder like, I wonder how strategic that was for him. Cause he, he kind of has his hand in a little bit of everything with that, with that cabinet and the yeah. vice presidency. I wonder if, if he was like, if, if that was like strategic and because i mean that's like i said i mean you're kind of getting a little bit from everybody with with all those members there from all the political affiliations i i will say i don't think donald trump is a dumb person i don't like him at all but i don't think he's a dumb person i think business wise no i think he's very smart but but i mean yeah that's that's what i'm saying like he's He's not as dumb as I think a lot of people in the media play him out to be because I don't know. He, he, he's first and foremost a businessman and then a close second is an entertainer. Like he knows how to, he knows how to play to the, the media and everything. He knows how to get people riled up. What do you think? That's what the apprentice, that's what the apprentice was. His cat, his catchphrase was you're fired. You're fired. Like who the fuck? Like the only other person who has like a nasty fucking um, persona on TV at the Simon time would Cowell. be like Simon Cowell. Yeah. Uh, That's exactly what I was going to say with Simon Cowell. I don't know. It's just. People just think he's dumb because he has stupid. that, he has that, um, that first thought, best thought thing. And he'll, he'll say things without thinking about it first. And I mean, sometimes, yeah, it comes out kind of stupid, but like everybody, everybody misspeaks. Everybody says dumb shit and probably wishes yeah. they didn't say it or they want to rephrase what it is, but obviously the cherry picking is what the media does best. And so you can take anybody's speech and take one sentence and then take three words from that sentence 
and then say, look what he said, and completely out of context and make anybody look bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's as, as dumb as, as the media wants him to be. Yeah. But, um, oh, man, and I was... He's pretty dumb. C- CNN was on... <laughs> CN- oh, no, he's very stupid. No, he's very stupid, like, uh, I don't know. I just said he, he's not as dumb as people think he is, but he is also very stupid, and he's awful, but in a different way. I don't know, anyway. But I, yeah, I was watching CNN yesterday, and it was just like, for I was on for like twenty minutes, and Are I just you literally CNN? somebody in the house turned it on. Who? Mike and Erica turned it on, or no, Mike turned it on. <laughs> Mike watches like CNN. He watches like in the morning sometimes, so he turned it on yesterday, and I was just I was watching it, and this guy, this ink, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like some host on CNN, and he was like tearing up like he was on the verge of fucking tears talking about donald trump for like 20 minutes and and it was like it was called i forgot his name but it was like so so and so's opinion so it was this guy ranting for like 20 minutes about how awful donald trump is and the guy's like about to cry and i'm thinking this is not journalism (laughs) this guy is not this guy is just talking about how he feels this is this is not what the news is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be biased. It's supposed to be objective. And this is not even close to being objective. And it was just like, and this is what people are watching every day on both sides. Like both sides are like this. And it's just, I could not believe that this is being shown (laughs) on TV and this is being taken as like gospel. I I was just so blown away. Just fucking blown away. Way to be independent there with, with the, with your feelings oh my god it was it was awful <laughs> CNN. CNN, cnn is so bad it's like disgusting how bad it is and fox news is just about as, as bad and msnbc is bad too so the three big ones the three big ones that's that's what <laughs> i wanted to talk about <laughs> that fucking trump campaign sign in the video so oh yeah funny. that's what that's what spawned this that was yeah that that's, was funny going back to that yeah yeah, Trump's going to win in 2020. He's going to win this year. So Ugh. buckle up, people. Buckle up. <laughs> I love telling people that who hate Donald Trump so much that he's going to win. <laughs> people get so mad. Oh, he's not going to fucking win. No way. He can't win. My, I get my dad so mad. Like I get him really mad. I say, oh, yeah, Trump's going to win in November for sure. And he just fucking loses it. My dad gets so pissed. Who's gonna but beat him? That that fucking says Biden. S- that psycho. <laughs> and my my dad and my dad's like, well, I well I've I've been a conservative for for a long long time, and you know this and that. And he's like, and I'm part of this I'm part of this group called Conservatives for Biden or some shit like that. Yeah. And, I'm, and it's just like, and I just laugh at him like, oh, that's cool, but you know, Trump's gonna win again. And he goes, oh, you're so stupid. He, just, he calls me. My dad calls me stupid. Well, you're stupid. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, sure there are conservatives for Biden, but on the opposite, don't you think they're also liberals for Trump? Right? So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. That does make sense, yeah. What I would be surprised if there were liberals for, like, the Green Party. (laughs) Or if there were conservatives conservatives for libertarians. That would would surprise me. But wouldn't that be, but in the end, wouldn't that be its own party? No, like if, because, if I mean, you're if you're if you're conservative for the Green Party, then you would be your own party. I don't know what it would be, because it's all kind of arbitrary anyway. But yeah. I guess I I, I mean, when when people say they're conservative, that's that's usually it's taken as I am a Republican. 
So I, yeah. I, I guess I would be surprised if it was Republicans for like JoJo or whoever else the Green Party is, is hosting. I don't know who the Green Party mm-hmm. candidate is or if there's even one. I'm sure there is, but I don't know who it is. I'm sure there is. I don't know who it is. I know Jill Stein was in the last one. Oh, Jill Stein. Yeah. You don't like her? No, I do. I was, I was going to say I liked her too. I actually voted for her last time during the last election. But JoJo for yeah. president, baby. Yeah. Joe Jorgensen, if anyone doesn't know JoJo. I'm done talking about politics. Yeah, that's that's it. So let's move on. Uh, what else we got here? They played this song, of course, many times uh, during their career, and all of it sounds good. Uh, I have no no qualms with with how they perform it live. I'm sure you don't either. That's fine. Am I correct? Okay, good, 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 good. Now, the other bands that are related to Rage Against the Machine, Prophets of Rage, they uh, they did cover this song several times and um i don't like it i don't think it's very good and i think you agree with me right i don't think it's good no it's better than chris cornell but it's not it's not good yeah and uh be real sings on it and then chuck d is essentially the hype man which kind of sucks i just one of the worst things about prophets of rage was that be real was in it i just he was the worst part of it Chuck D would would have just fit so much better if he did everything on it. Or the, I, group. I, I like Be Real. I like his I like his voice. I like I like everything about him. I think he's good, but I like him better. I, I wish he was the flavor to to Chuck D again. I, I wish he just took a step back and let Chuck D be the mastermind and Be Real come in with like hooks and and things like that, or even like choruses. I I, I wish yeah. that he would just not talk as much. I, I I'm with you, man. Because music's to be good in the too. Background. You know, like like the music's fucking fantastic, and you have a lot of great musicians. So you don't need. I don't know. There's just too many chiefs, not enough Indians, type of thing. I guess that's. Can we still <laughs> say that phrase? I probably not, but whatever. So yeah, I'm not going to play the Prophets of Rage one, but because we don't have a lot of, there aren't a lot of instances where Audio Slave have covered a Rage song. Uh, I do want to play this because they Ugh. did cover Sleep Now in the Fire, and. It's interesting. It's not as, honestly, Jeff. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's just he stupid. doesn't have the it's same just unnecessary. It just didn't need to happen. It's true. He doesn't have like the same intent. Definitely doesn't have the same intensity as Zach. But it's still interesting. So here's um, here's the audio slave cover of "Sleep Now in the Fire." If it will load, here we go.
I don't think it's that bad though. Yeah. I really don't. It just sounds like somebody was doing karaoke and he just happened to be a good <laughs> singer too. He has a pretty Chris Cornell had a pretty solid scream though. And it kinda it kinda worked well on this, this cover version. He he did have a, a good bit. scream and we know he had a good scream because he was always reminding us that he had a good scream. <laughs> much like in this one. <laughs> Chris Cornell was a I mean, I'm not really a fan of Soundgarden or, or anything, but dude, the fucker had a great voice. The guy I don't even care. I don't voice. even care. I'm just I don't I just don't care. I don't care about Audio Slave. I don't care about Soundgarden. I just don't want to hear about Chris Cornell's voice anymore. Why? He's he's really good. Yeah, he's really good at being boring. <laughs> I just don't I don't fucking care. All right, man. That's just wait till we get to the I know I know there's one other song that Audio Slave covered and I have heard that and it's really really bad. Oh boy. So, it's <laughs> oh, it's goody. embarrassing. But we'll eventually talk about that at a later date when we do that song. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but now moving on to the last part here, we got our covers. I only have a few covers here because there are a lot of covers. Uh, so this first one here, we, we play about, played them <coughs> on the pod before. They're called Brass Against, and they're just, they do covers of Rage Kids Machine songs with um, a lot of brass instruments. So here's their, their version of Sleep Down the Fire. She really rules the R on that. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> you didn't like that? Come on, man. You really didn't like that? I just I'm I'm done with like this stuff. I like, like we said we did. I, I said it last week with that bluegrass thing. Oh yeah, right. That's like, right I'm just yeah. I'm fucking over this shit, man. I'm over people just getting in a room and just and playing stuff because they know it, it sells. And like clearly there's like I, I was watching the video. There's like 45 people in this fucking band. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, I get it. Uh. I still, I think, I thought, it, I thought it sounded pretty cool. So the next one I got here is it's posted by a band called Atwater. They, uh, they have no subscribers on on YouTube. It's posted five <laughs> years ago, has 175 views, 
And uh, I think it, it's an interesting interpretation of the, the song. So here it is from At Water. It sounds like Tall Bachman's uh, that she's so high song. Kind of does. That's what it. That's what it is. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> All right. Here's a, here's the song by Atwater. Here we go. How much do you love this song? This version. It was pretty cool. I liked it. <laughs> it's different. What What did you say this This sounded like again? Uh, that "She's So High" song by Tall Bachman. I think his name's Tall Bachman or whoever it is. Is it, I have no idea what the name of that person is, but <laughs> no, yeah. I, I totally. I can. I was trying to figure it out earlier when I was when I found this, but I couldn't figure out. Yeah, that that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's weird. That I, like the song started off with that kind of uh, like indie pop '90s thing. Mm-hmm. And then it went into this kind of like Western theme. That was a weird turn. Yeah, it's it was very interesting. So and that was off of some tribute Rage Against the Machine record. So I don't know. That was interesting. But the next one I have here, it's a, it's an instrumental. Uh, it's three dudes. As posted four years ago by uh, Noisebox Studio on YouTube. They have, it has four point seven thousand views. And uh, here it is. This is um, the band is called Stones from the Sun, and this is their their cover of Sleep Now in the Fire. If it fucking loads, what? Here we go.
There's the cover from Stones from the Sun, and their their cover of Sleep Now in the Fire. Kind of interesting, right? I I, I at first I thought that the drums were going to be too busy. Yeah. And I was I was just thinking like, oh man. So then I clicked the link and I realized well, before there was no singer, I saw that there was no singer, and so it worked. It worked very well. If there would be a it singer, did. the song would be way too busy, but. This was really good. This was cool. It was. It's very jammy, and the drummer looks like Shia LaBeouf. I, when I watched it earlier, I thought it was Shia LaBeouf. Oh, it dude, looks exactly was, like. Him. Oh man, my head would right? explode if that was Shia LaBeouf. It looks like him, right? It does I, look like him. A little bit darker, but it weird. looks like him. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty solid cover. So, so good for them. That was like, that was that was cool, man. Good job, good job, Tyler, for finding that. Stones from the sun. <sighs> now this next one. This is um. This is very kind of uncomfortable to watch because it's just this guy thinks he's so cool oh, with his boy, long hair, and um, and just he just and his unbuttoned shirt. He just he thinks he's a cool fucking guy, and I don't. It it makes me uncomfortable just watching him play this song. <laughs> I'm just pull it up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this is um uploaded by a name uh, by a guy named uh, I don't even know how to Ron Ron he has 13 subscribers. It was uh, uploaded nine years ago and has 3.2 thousand views. So here it is, his uh, version of Sleeping on the Fire. stopped you i did i almost stopped you almost <laughs> you've only stopped me too. once you've only stopped me once and uh, like this is this kid clearly probably like took lessons for most of his life and he's obviously a really good guitar player <laughs> he's, he's got everything he's, he's got a good voice but just because you can do something does not mean you should do something and this exactly. is a perfect example of this oh, guy it's so embarrassing he this, thinks he's like so cool and so like sexy looking like he 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 tries to like Awful. give off that vibe. Oh, it's so it's so embarrassing. Oh, I hate it so much. This is it, the like, equivalent it gave of, me the of, chills, of the some, embarrassment chills of of like a pop artist who's also a good singer will sing the national anthem, <laughs> and then it becomes like a twenty five minute long song. Yeah, and there's all these different like verses that we've never heard, and then weird vocal flexes, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like nobody wants to hear this shit. Nobody asked for this. I know, I know. It, I very it, much dislike this. It's awful. And the guy has nine comments on it. 
And eight of the nine comments say, oh, this is amazing. This is so good. Wow, I wish I would have found this sooner. This is amazing. And then the last comment says, just says, what the fuck? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's so, oh, it's so embarrassing. I hated it. Ah, oh, shit. So this last one I got here, I got one more cover. Jeff might like this one because I feel like if we were we were out someplace and these two guys were at like a bar or something, we'd be like you you definitely would probably be super into this. Uh, it's just a guy with an acoustic guitar and then this other guy playing bongos bongos and singing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're called the Medicine Men. They have uh, they posted this eleven years ago, and uh, it's posted by somebody named Jan with twenty two subscribers. Sure, That's eight point four thousand views. So here's uh, here's their version of Sleep Down the Fire. pretty cool that he, was pretty damn cool right he kind of sounds like zach too he sounds exactly like zach if if you had played this for me without the video i would have thought zach had like crashed some but some like venue <laughs> yeah. or something and and sang this he sounds exactly like him just in just in like just in the context of this video looking looking like it is some patio at a bar where nobody's probably watching them anyway and they bring this out this this is pretty cool yeah it's pretty fucking cool. And but then, what? If this is a staple in their shows, then no. No, 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 no. I don't think no. it would be. They don't seem like the kind of guys. They don't. They don't. I, I mean, I already know them just by watching this. Yeah. And they, Jan, of course, your friends. Yeah, with Jan. Jan. Yeah, Jan's pretty cool. So him or her, I yeah, they they wouldn't do that. So not be a staple in their set. Okay. But what I what I did think was really cool was during the verse the guitar player instead of just standing there he uh he played the bass line on the acoustic guitar yeah and that was pretty cool that was pretty that's, pretty cool that's fun yeah so good on the medicine men that was that was rad that was the last cover i got okay not bad not a bad yeah. haul actually not a bad haul this is one of the better hauls no actually it wasn't there was not one plea that you played that i thought was like good i don't think there's ever really been any that have been very good there's there's been a couple that were good uh, I can't. Think what of about any, the, what about the girl in her car screaming? Um, born ever broke. Was it born? Oh, dude, that was it? terrible. <laughs> that was one. That was like one of the worst. We, oh, no, we, it was. We it was settled for nothing. The worst. It was settled for nothing. That's what it was. And she was like, "Why was she screaming so hard?" I don't know. That was awful. That was one of the <laughs> worst. <was> really <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst was the one that you had me stop. <laughs> 
It was like some weird electronic thing, wasn't it? Yeah, what was? I don't even remember what that was. That was so bad. But it was terrible. Fucking awful. (laughs) Just because you can do something does not mean you should do something. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck off, people. All right. Well, that leads us to the last part here. Who's our MVP for this? Oh, I forgot about the MVP thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Out of the four members. I'm going to go with b Or even Michael Moore. You you can do Michael Moore. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with B Dubs. Uh, I think he I think he had the illusion of simplicity, but um, mm-hmm. but there was a little bit more to it, and there was a little bit more to gi- digest there with your with your ears. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 going B Dubs. That's a surprising MVP. I'm shocked. He's probably he's he's my third MVP on this one. Who's your fourth? Timmy C. Oh. Yeah, Timmy C is my my fourth. Before we started this episode, my MVP was Tom Morello, but now that we're done with this episode, hey. my my new MVP is Zach. You don't choose Zach that often. I don't, but his you, lyrics. You choose, they, you choose Tom Morello quite often. No, no, no. I I feel like I choose B Dubs more than I choose um, Tom Tom Morello, but. Anyway, yeah, Zach Zach is my MVP on this. I feel like his lyrics are very good. They're 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 very cutting and piercing and like we already talked about there he he knows how to write at this that this era, during this era of the band, he knew how to write really good lyrics. And it shows on this song and this was a single too. This is like this is something that a lot of people loved and for him to to write something this good is pretty remarkable. Ugh. So yeah. Zach is my my MVP on this one. It's it's Good hard stuff. to put that into the rankings now because put what sleep now in the fire in the rankings. Yeah, like there's I already, already kind of know where I want to put it, but not looking at it right now, I just it's hard. Yeah, it's I'm tough. looking at my I'm looking at my rankings too, and th- this song initially would have been much lower than where it is right now on the rankings out of all the episodes that we've done. Because we're because if nobody knows, well, most people probably don't know, but we're we're making it a list as we go through every episode and we're ranking all of the songs as we go, all the songs that were done. So yeah, this is uh this is much higher than I, than I thought it was going to be, but I'm not complaining, not, not complaining. complaining. So we'll, we'll eventually get into that list at the, the very end of the pod. Once we're, we're finishing up. So there you go. You got anything else to say about this song or anything in general? No. I mean, anything in general? No. You good? <laughs> All right, man. This, I think this has been our longest episode of this podcast. There, yeah, there's a lot to lot to digest here. Yeah, we said a lot of stupid things, too. Or I said a lot of stupid things. You always say a lot of stupid things. Yeah, but what are you going to do? This is Rage Against the Pod. This is Rage Against the Pod. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for getting this far into it. Go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on their follow social media at Rage Against the Pod and once again thank you and that's it that's all. Sleep now with a plan.